there is a library that exists at the Nexus where all other universes collide. Inevitably, things wind up there by mistake. Books, artifacts, people. This is the place where things from all universes end up when they get lost. This is the Eternity Archives. Welcome back to the Eternity Archives. This is part three of our Wander Home arc, where we are playing as friendly animal people who are just here to help. My name is Dorka, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Zen, the usually a barbarian lizard princess. This time she's more of a uh, just regular lizard scoundrel. And these are my lovely co-hosts and their characters. Hi everyone, my name is Ziva, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Linda, who is normally an adorable human office lady, but at the moment is an adorable hedgehog bumblebee shepherd. And is she as adorable as ever? My name is Bappy, my pronouns are they, them, and I play really Jaquel, who is usually a tiefling, but is now a little sheep. A sheepling. A sheep, yeah, sheepling. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Same horns. Yeah? Yeah, same horns. So today in our Wander Home game, we are helping the people of this town prepare for a festival. So for our icebreaker, I want to hear from everyone, what's your favorite kind of baked good? You know, nothing beats like a fresh, warm, melty, gooey brownie. And I'll mm. say the word, it's got to be moist. Like, I don't know what other word you can use to describe it that that doesn't make people cringe, but like, it's got to be in this moist. context, it is an acceptable word. Okay, yeah, cool. I agree. Yeah, it's, yeah, gooey, melty, moist brownie that's like warm. Like, oh, that actually makes me hungry. Yeah, yeah that sounds like incredibly good. That is my shit right there. I basically can never say no to a good cinnamon roll. Ooh. Oh yeah, I love all of them. I love them from the can. I love them baked by hand. I love uh, everything in between, except for those weird ones that are like made with like fake croissant dough. That's a whole different thing, and that's also delicious. But I want like a like gooey, doughy cinnamon roll with a little icing and really good flavor, and that's like my favorite baked good. If I'm at a coffee place and they have a cinnamon roll, I'm getting a cinnamon roll. Oh, Siva, my mouth is watering. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I'm gross, but I love it sopping with icing, just like drenched. The, the Cinnabon Wet. style where it's, yeah. it's... <laughs> moist Cinnabon. <laughs> yeah, what's a worst word in this context? Moist or wet? Oh, definitely wet. There's wet, there's no I think. <laughs> My sopping, icing-filled cinnamon roll. Mm. <laughs> Well, my favorite baked good is not actually a dessert, but it is thematic for this arc. I just really love like a baked brie, Mm. maybe with some like, you know, cranberry or apple and cinnamon just wrapped up in that puff pastry served with some crackers. Like a brie larsen? No, like a brie cheese. I'm not a cannibal. I'm not going to eat Brie Larson. Uh, it's Sorry, cannibal. Larson. It's cannibal, not cantable. <laughs> well, I can't. It's, this is some really feral energy you're bringing to the table, Baffy. <laughs> We're playing animals, not being them. <laughs> but yeah, just oh, give me, give me some melty cheese. It's not moist or wet. It's melty. Melty's good. Melty's a fine word. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> So, are y'all ready to get back to Wanderhome and see what we can do to help these other fine animal people? Yeah, I'm ready to eat some cheese. Eat some cheese and be good helpers. Yeah, I'm ready to eat cheese and get a stomach ache. Let's go. (laughs) The cheese sweats. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Okay, so what do we want to do next? It sounds like Rill needs to help. Rill wants to help. Rill has a pathological need to help. (laughs) 
So I guess we should probably like head towards where all the tents are and such and go find help. Go find where the help needs to occur. Yeah. And I would say that like, as the farmer had suggested, it does seem like there are all sorts of people or rather animals kind of frantically moving around, getting ready to set everything up. Should we choose some some natures or do we want to just start pulling NPCs? I think we would just start pulling NPCs, right? Yeah, like if if anyone has a strong idea, we can go with the strong idea. I was trying to figure out if we wanted to make like a new scene since this isn't the farm itself. Oh, that's true. We could do that, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'd like to propose that one of them is Carnival. Ooh, that is a, that's a good, good one. one for this. Yeah. I would suggest either Garden or Market then. Oh, interesting. Should we start with Carnival and then see where that leads us when we talk through it? Yeah, sure. Okay. So a carnival is a place full of celebration, decadence, and excitement. This place can always describe the lights and the crowds, demand attention and adoration, ask what will lure you deeper into the chaos, give them a token if they follow it. Choose two aesthetic elements, strange actors, extravagant displays of excess, a mysterious performance, a hungry crowd, masquerade, accoutrement, a glamorous friend who has reinvented themselves or something else of your own invention. I feel like, let me see, we're not like in full swing, but everyone's setting up. So I feel like we have a hungry crowd. Like the crowd is starting to get really excited about this festival because it's the highlight of the season. So hungry in a like metaphorical sense. Yes. And I also feel like normally I wouldn't say extravagant displays of excess, but I feel like maybe this is the festival where they're dragging out all of the like stuff they've preserved over the winter because spring is here and like fresh food is coming. So they're they're everyone's like showing off all of their um, their towers of preserves and the cheeses they've been aging and their ales and these like big 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 piles of like look look what I have to share with everyone. They're getting everything out of storage. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then choose one folklore about this place, the girl with a thousand masks, the never-ending wine glass, the slobbering god and the immortality feast, or something else of your own invention. Oh my god. <laughs> that last one sounds metal as fuck. Well, I want to I want to yeah, know it really does. it's not immortality, it's immorality. Oh, oh it is immorality. Oh boy, that's um that one sounds like a, a, a different kind of party than this. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the never ending wine glass because I feel like that fits really well for like a spring festival of like, here's all the stuff that we've taken out of storage that we're, we're getting ready to feast on. Okay, let's do, I guess let's do garden. I think this fits because it's a garden is a place where everyone has plenty and the world is overflowing with gifts. So that kind of matches with kind of the abundance of everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, when you arrive at this place, decide what it has in abundance. I guess. Hmm. I mean, my knee-jerk reaction is merriment, <laughs> just because it's like, it's a festival. My knee-jerk reaction um, is cheese. Okay, let's say cheese That's and merriment. Really That's not really garden <laughs> It's fine. It could be a cheese garden. <laughs> like a beer garden, but with cheese. Where, where do you yeah. think cheese comes from in this world? Is it bug cheese? Oh, God. Yeah. Ew. Probably. I mean, yeah, probably. I'm not going to think about it too hard. Maybe it's like it's like Redwall, you know, where it's all like dandelion cheese. <laughs> yeah. So, Flower yeah. cheese. I love it. Um, this place can always describe the abundance all around us, threaten the health and vitality of the abundance. Ask, what do you need most right now? Give them a token if they can't find it here. And you can choose two aesthetic elements. Trees overburdened with fruit outrageously large gourds, prismatic butterflies, carefully trimmed hedges, irrigating fountains, a friendly soul unfamiliar with the hardship of the world, and something else of your own invention. Um, let's see. Because this is the beginning of spring, right? Yeah. Okay, let's say prismatic butterflies and irrigating fountains. Because yeah, they're like, like getting, getting yeah. ready for uh, farming and stuff like that. And then choose one folklore about this place. The peach tree's prophetic blossom, the old god in the old tree, the burning of the corn woman, and something else of your own invention. 
the peach tree is kind of funny if we went through that. <laughs> um, uh, let's say the old god in the old tree. I like that. Ooh, maybe, I mean, this garden's a little more metaphorical, but maybe there's like a like an old tree in the center of, of this, this fairgrounds. Ooh, cute. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Maybe they're decorating it. Ooh, I like that. They call it the cheese tree. <laughs> the holy cheese tree. <laughs> and I think I'm going to add workshop as the third nature. So workshop is a place where fine crafts and wares are created and given life and where people value their ability to breathe life into art. I think I'm gonna I think I'm going to um, sort of justify this or imagine this as like a temporary structure, like a pavilion where everything is being prepared and made. Um, okay, cool. So this place can yeah, like always that. describe the process of creation show conflict between expectations and demand, and give someone a token if they work hard and sweat over their creation. Choose two aesthetic elements. A whirring loom, a chugging factory, a work song, an important supply line, a cunning kid too young to be working, an imaginative craft person who made one of your treasures, or something else of your own invention. I like the work song. I'm going to pick that one. And an important supply line. The cheese line. The cheese line, yeah. The tree-to-table cheese pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> and choose one folklore about this place. The crafter who made herself a bride. The potter and the goddess. And the never-ending tapestry. I like the crafter who made herself a bride. That's cute. Yeah. Okay. So we have this carnival garden workshop really interesting i like to imagine there's little critter people rolling around giant cheese wheels and honestly now my brain's stuck on cheese (laughs) (laughs) this is now a cheese festival yeah cheese and like breads and jellies yeah i'm imagining a jelly buffet Mm -hmm. Mm, that sounds so good so yeah, I guess we're we're walking around. We're we're looking at all of the uh, the various and sundry uh, goodies, the cheeses and jams and breads and wines that everyone's hauled out of storage, and everyone's running around working on everything, decorating the trees, setting up their pride and joy and their wares. There's a lot going on. What do we What do we want to try and do? Is there someone we want to talk to? Do we just want to? Like, do we just want to go up and, and start trying to help with stuff? Are we are we sticking together? What What's the plan, y'all? Hmm. Rill would just go up to someone who just looks like they need help and ask them if they need help. So who looks like they need help? We have an important supply line in our, in our workshop. I mean, the garden has a prompt where it says, threaten the health and vitality of the abundance. Mm. What's something that could do that? Because <laughs> that's like a problem that could be solved. A cheese thief. A cheese, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say either a cheese thief or maybe there's a kid running around who like backs into a tower of stuff and knocks it over. All preserves everywhere. Jelly on the ground. Total disaster. Oh, no. That'd be a tragedy. <laughs> okay, I have a proposal. So on our pre-generated kith, we have Fen the Otter, who's a, a little kid who's a runaway. So I'm going to go ahead and say that we notice a little otter sort of scampering through the festival. Mm -hmm. And they have a small cheese wheel in between their front paws and they are running as hard as their tiny little body can carry them. Are they rolling the cheese wheel? They are now. Yeah, they're absolutely (laughs) rolling the cheese wheel in front of them, running as hard as they possibly can. And all of a sudden, one of the other critters around, let's go ahead. Um, actually, I don't know who it is yet. So one of the other critters around yells out, stop, thief, and starts running towards this little otter. They look over their shoulder to try and figure out who's chasing them. And because they're looking over their shoulder, they lose their footing and crash headfirst into a big tower of preserves that's on one of the other critters tables oh no spills it everywhere there's broken glass this this little guy's covered in jam everything's covered in jam it is a it is a festival nightmare 
uh, Rill would jog over to this mess over here and probably go to the little kid first and pick up this little cheese wheel and hold out a hand for the kid to help them stand and just be like, oh god, are you okay? They're gonna look up at you with big eyes and and, and sniffle and say, I, di- I didn't mean to. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, accidents happen, just, just be careful with where you're going. Um, and you know, we probably want to help clean this up. They're gonna start doing that thing little kids do where they're they're trying not to cry, but they're starting to cry oh, no. because they're looking around them and realizing it. So they're going, <laughs> and they're like rubbing at their little eyes like, I, d- I didn't mean to. Oh, it, yeah, it's okay. It's just, it's accidents. Everyone is staring. Uh, <laughs> Rill is just very nervous now. It's just like, uh, yeah, no, it's it's fine. Like, accidents happen. It's okay. It's It's not a big deal. This is, we can fix this. Here, why don't you take this? And they hand the kid the cheese wheel and just steer them off to the side. And it's just like, uh, why don't you sit over here and maybe get yourself cleaned off and eat some cheese and we'll get this taken care of. It's not a big deal. Nothing that we can't fix. They nod at you with really big, like watery eyes and and wipe a really sticky paw on on their little tunic and take a little bite of the cheese. And Real just pats them on the head and goes back over to the mess and it's just like, okay, I guess. Now, I think the kith who had pointed this child out, who had yelled, stop thief, now arrives like panting, doubled over because they chased this child all the way here. Because this kid stole some cheese and made a huge mess, and we're probably not the only ones reacting to this. So, who do we think this person is? Who was the cheese stolen from? If we're not using one of the kith on the list, I want to propose that it's it's a goat. Just because, you know, it's <laughs> like goat cheese. It's, that's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, yeah, let's, uh, let's make a kith. Okay. So we pick two personality traits, right? Yes. So this is a goat. We need to choose a name and pronouns for them. Let's do that last. Okay. Let's figure out who they are first. I would like to propose dramatic. (laughs) Okay. I like that. I was thinking proper too. Ooh, I like both of those. That's a good combination. Yeah, that's a really good mix. So, under dramatic, one of them is put on a big show with heightened emotions and histrionics, and I'm proposing that one. (laughs) Yeah, that works for me. A proper kith sticks with formality and tradition. They are often butlers, grocers, and chamberlains, among others. They can explain how things have been handled in the past, judge something for its inappropriateness, or struggle to get something new. So, I'm going to say judge something for its inappropriateness. That tracks. So what do we think they do here? Who are they? They they could I mean the book suggested grocer. They could be yeah, like a grocer sense. that was setting up yeah. a, a stall. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. So I would like to propose maybe like Glenn the Grocer. Oh, I like that. The goat okay. grocer. Glenn the goat yeah. grocer. Glenn is such a good <laughs> goat name. It it is a weirdly good it, it is a weirdly good goat name. <laughs> what pronouns do we want to use for Glenn? He or they, I guess. I'm feeling I'm feeling he for Glenn the goat grocer. Okay, that works. Okay. So then I think Glenn is gonna come up huffing and puffing and look over at Fen, who is covered in jam, taking a bite of the cheese wheel, and they are just going to look over at Rill just bristling and saying, What exactly is going on here? Uh well, I'm helping clean up a mess with some jam. If you have, like, paper towels or something, that would be helpful. Or, I don't know, like, a broom. That'd be nice. Well, first things first. You need to pay for that. And and he points at the cheese wheel that the little otter is eating and says, That is my prime cheese. It has aged for two seasons. You have no idea the amount of work that went into making that. The number of dandelions I had to pick. 
I'm just losing my mind at the idea of real trying to clean up jam with a broom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking of the glass. <laughs> nope, this is this is canon now. Aww. Real does the no no don't be cry and like brushes with the broom. Sounds like whoa whoa whoa. Let's take a breath here. You know who belongs to this kid? I've never seen this rap scallion before in my life. Okay. Whoever it is, their parents need to keep a much better eye on them. I will not stand for this. Uh, okay, well, we can pay you, maybe. Uh, do you guys have money? I didn't know they had money in this world. <laughs> Zen empties out her pockets and, sure enough, has no money. Uh, Real just pats down their pants and their cloak and just like yeah i i got okay well we don't have money but we can give you labor if that's an equivalent exchange i would like to propose here that that linda does not have money either but she does have honey presumably since she's a bumble herder so i think linda's gonna reach deep within her cloak and kind of shuffle around and pull out a beautiful jar of honey wrapped in a little gingham fabric and hand it over and say to glenn i hope this will cover it uh it's from my bumbles best bumbles in the land and you know what if it just go ahead go ahead take it go ahead and keep it enjoy it i bet it'd be wonderful with some of your other cheeses and she's gonna kind of um, pat glenn on the shoulder in the hopes that this is like a bit of like a send-off Glenn, I think, will right there unscrew the lid of the jar and stick a finger in the honey, like a very gentle fingertip, and bring it up to his nose, sniff it, examine it, and then finally touch his finger to his tongue and taste the honey. And the honey is good. And you can tell by looking at him that the honey is good. It's good enough that it tempers him a little bit. He's not, like, freaking out anymore, but, you know, he's still a little frazzled. He's out some cheese. The festival is out a whole tower of jelly. And he says, well, this will cover the cheese, but it's not going to be enough to feed everyone tonight. Linda, can you milk your bumblebees some more or whatever it is? I don't think that's a that's a process you can rush. Oh, okay. Well, damn. This is a good question, so I think... Linda is going to um, keep talking with Glenn then, and she's going to say, I, I'm not sure how to how to make up for all of this jam. We can certainly help clean it up, but uh, wh- what, what do you do when, when there's when there's not enough jam? Is there, can we, can we bake bread maybe? Or what can we do? Oh, do you think that big bumblebee has like honey reserves or something? Oh, now that's an idea. It has to have a, a hive or, or a nest. Maybe maybe there's a big old tree it's roosting in and, and we can get all of that honey and, and bring back the comb for everyone. Yeah. That I mean that it's jam like, right? It's sticky and it's sweet. Berta is a well known entity in these parts. So Glenn immediately knows who you're talking about, and his eyes go wide. He's like, You're talking about Big Berta? Yeah. Well, yeah, where else would you get that much honey at short notice? I mean, she's not really a bird, but, you know. What? <laughs> you said you said Big Berta. She's not really a bird. That's her name. <laughs> that's oh. what everyone calls her. Okay, that's a weird name for a bee. I don't know why, why Berta would be a name. Well, you look new a- here, so I suppose I can't expect you to know anything, to know everything about- Why is everyone I- so condescending here? <laughs> I, I kind of like I kind of like know anything. <laughs> I can't expect you to know shit since you're not from here. <laughs> well, no one knows where Berta makes her nest. I don't know B words. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> is that Glenn or is that you? <laughs> Glenn, Glenn just be like, I don't fucking know B words. <laughs> Well, uh, I we don't know yet, but we certainly know w- which direction she went when we saw her earlier in the stone circle. And um, you know, I I think we can we can follow her trail. I mean, she's she's big. She's she must have left a big trail. The little otter child pipes up and says, "Well, I've seen her." Oh, when did you see her last? Yesterday. Okay, well, that's not very helpful. Linda's gonna get down on one knee so she's eye level with the kid and say. Do you know where where she has her hive? I've seen her. 
Uh, we've seen her too. Uh, did did you see her maybe maybe in the woods or did you see her sleeping in a big tree? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think you could take us to the big tree you saw her sleeping in? Yeah. But I don't wanna. Oh no. This is just me now trying to trying to figure out. <laughs> Linda's way way more comfortable with teenagers than she is with little kids. So she's gotta think about how to to tell this child that they gotta whether he wants to or not. I don't want to go that way. Well, What's wrong with that way? Yeah, which way is it? And he points in a direction. It's vaguely back the way you came. A little further to one side or another. I'm not going to give like a cardinal direction. Because there's no way we know where north is relative from here. So there's, you know, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Can you draw us like a map or something? No, I'm ten. Okay, well, that sounds like your problem. <gasps> Really, you're like, everyone here is Linda- so condescending, and then turns and condescends <laughs> to a literal child. Well, the child's been a little dick. <laughs> Linda's gonna look over her shoulder at real like, what is, what, be nice to this kid. Sorry, I just, uh, I just <laughs> they're the strong, they're just like, I don't, I don't fucking know. And then Linda's gonna turn back and say, can we make a deal? If you take us that direction... You can eat all of the honey you want after we find it. And if you're really helpful and really good, then you can pick out one of the new baby bumbles when they come in the spring and, and, and you can have one. <laughs> when we find this kid's parents, has- she's going to be so mad. It's <laughs> <laughs> just giving this kid like a pet sheep. <laughs> yeah. He says, do I still get to go to the party? Linda says yes without hesitating. She she doesn't know. It's not her decision, but she will lie. Linda lies to kids all the time. She has no problem with this. <laughs> well, if you get to go to the party, I guess so. So Linda says, all right, well, then you can, if, if you come and help us, then you can have all the honey and then you can go to the party. And then when the new baby bumbles come, you can, you can pick one out and, and you better tell me what you're going to name it. It's a, it's a big responsibility naming a baby bumble. And she, um, fun ant mode activated. Linda's, Linda's ready to go. So other townspeople, other crafters and festival workers are already coming to help clean up the jelly and like sweep all the glass out of the way while we are dealing with the kid and Glenn is impatiently tapping his goat hoof. And he's just like, well, it would be a big help. That was a lot of jelly. But the wild ones, you know, the the ferals, they usually have the best honey. But I'm sure you know that, he says, looking to Linda, who has her own honey and is clearly a bumblebee herder. Linda nods like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely, I totally know that. (laughs) And Zen's like, great, we have a quest. Yeah, do you guys have, like, weapons or something? What do you need a weapon for? Well, I mean, what if it, like, attacks us or something? Is it, is that not a thing that happens? I mean, the bird is a nuisance, but she's never hurt anyone. Oh, okay. Oh, perfect. We'll just go grab some honey, and apparently it's perfectly safe, so we'll just go do that really quick. (laughs) Zen picks up Fen. Zen the the lizard and Fen the otter. Zen picks up Fen and... (laughs) And Glenn the goat. (laughs) Yeah, Fen and Glenn. Yikes. Zen gives Fen a piggyback ride. The kid seems to like that. <laughs> it started off as the worst day of this kid's life, and now it's like the best. Yeah. Yeah. He- They're like, I get a piggyback ride. I get, I get to have bee. a baby bumblebee. <laughs> I can eat a shit ton of honey and no one's here to stop me. I'm bringing home a baby bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I t- <laughs> flashbacks. I fucking forgot about that. It is sort of weird that we didn't, like, check to make sure this kid has parents before we just, like, kidnapped them off into the woods. But, um, it wouldn't be the first time we just went on a quest and we're like, this is fine. So I guess we just fucking, we just, we just go for it. we get out into the woods and that's when Linda or someone asks, hey. (laughs) Do you have, do you have parents? Do you have parents? (laughs) (laughs) This is a Disney movie now. (laughs) I'm assuming Linda's more like... Uh, hold on before we get too far. Um, are your, are your mommy or daddy or parents gonna, gonna miss you if you come with us for a little bit? No. No? Did, do they know that you're at the festival? Yes, they say, clearly lying. 
Do they exist? Huh. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. Shit. Linda looks over to, to Rill and says, you can't say shit in front of a kid. Sorry. Shit. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Oh, no, we, we can't. We can't. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Linda is completely flabbergasted. She's She's forgotten to ask further about the parents because she's so like... I have no idea what to do with this swearing child. Are you talking about Fen or Rill? <laughs> Fen in this game. Where where are your parents? Here. Lying. Where's here? Uh at the festival. They're busy. Are they? They're busy. Okay. What busy doing what? Glenn says again, I tell you, I have no idea who this child is. Okay, cool. <laughs> Alright. If you just want to show us where you saw the bumblebee we'll just make sure you stay here so you're safe you won't find it without me and she said I could pick out a baby bumblebee Uh, only if you help us you gotta help us first that's the deal the baby bumblebees aren't out there they're over here the kid just makes a face a stubborn kid face are we really gonna bring this kid with us I understand your reluctance but I think he's gonna end up being really helpful Zen says, why not? They weigh nothing. So we're just kidnapping this kid? We're not kidnapping. We're, we're you know, Appropriating. We're, we're borrowing. Okay, that is worse, <laughs> I think. Well, it, they weren't being supervised before, so it's probably better that they're being supervised by us. That's a really good point. <laughs> All right, it's fine. They're, they're friendly, don't fret. Are they? <laughs> Will just gets up and starts walking. <laughs> Not gets up, but like strains out and starts walking off towards the woods again. You're going the wrong way. Okay, well, you're not being super helpful. So which direction are we supposed to go? From their piggyback position on Zen's back, they point. Okay, Real follows where they pointed. So I think we're, uh, I think we need another location for this. Yes, we do. Do we all want to choose one again? Sure. Um, I'm going to pick wilderness. Okay. A wilderness is a place that holds nature close to its heart, closer than any mortal that dwells within. This place can always describe something massive, sublime, and uncaring. Show the challenges caused by living with nature. Say, get out of the way and give everyone who does a token. Describe what enormous thundering force nearly strikes them down. Oh, that's relevant. Choose two aesthetic elements. Tangled undergrowth. Trees older than any empire. Something bigger than you've ever imagined. Territorial bugs. A pristine waterfall. A creature assumed to be extinct or something else of your own invention. I'm going to say trees older than any empire and a pristine waterfall, just because I think that'll be pretty. Yeah. And choose one folklore about this place. The god of all the forests... The forest spirits and their mockery, and the song at the heart of all things. And I'm going to take the third one, the song at the heart of all things, just because I'm thinking of Rill's little melody god. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that. Okay, this is probably a little too easy, but I think I want to pick a road, but like a metaphorical road. Because we're on a journey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A road is a place that exists for traveling through. This place can always describe something passing by, keep someone from getting where they're trying to go, push someone forward, and give them a token. For the aesthetic elements, there's cairns along the path, litter in the gutters, a lively waterway, grooves in the ground, a friendly caravan, an old chill comrade heading in a different direction. Um, so I'll pick a lively waterway and grooves in the ground, and then one folklore about this place. The day the hound dog met his double, the possum made of mist, the Pact of the Crossroads Shrine. Um, let's do the Pact of the Crossroads Shrine. Hmm, what do I want to do? All right, so based on what you all are saying, I'm going to propose Tower, and this is also a little metaphorical. So I was imagining like a like a big old dead tree or a big old pile of rocks or something. Like the biggest okay. tree in the... yeah. Yeah, like a maybe like a like a big old dead tree and there's a there's a big hollow in it. It says a tower is a place that reaches so high up to the sky that it feels like it scrapes against the cloud. 
This place can always describe something very small and far away, spread concern around structural stability, make someone dizzy or disoriented, and give them a token. So for our aesthetic elements, we have a narrow, barely stable entrance, winding staircase all the way to the top, shining light warning of danger, roosting moths in the rafters, not enough space for all the clutter, a grieving soul responsible for keeping everything in working order, and something else of your own invention. So I'm going to say a narrow, barely stable entrance, so like a, like a crack in the tree trunk, and then not enough space for all the clutter. So you can see honey like dripping out of the top of this tree because there's Ooh, so much honey shoved in there. Cool. And then one folklore about this place, the Observatory of the Lightning Dancers, the first of the moth towers, the ghost that walks the stairs, and something else of your own invention. Or Glenn in the first place had the folklore, the Meadow of the Lightning Dancers. Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe the observatory of the lightning dancers is like, this is where they would roost and they would like look up to the stars. Okay, I have ideas, so I'm, I'm putting a pin in it. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say the observatory of the lightning dancers. Like this was their home. Yeah, that's cool. We we have we have lore now. Yeah, we do have lore now. I'm getting excited. Okay, so we are let let us enter the forest. I think as we're walking along, um, the music god. Dulcet is probably just dancing around and just playing a little jingle as it does so, leaving behind like a trail of sparkles and like just shininess. Fen is sort of like dancing and wiggling up on Zen's shoulders. And Zen is like, hey, cut that out. You're gonna fall off of there. And the kid is like, you said I weighed nothing. This is a terrible child. <laughs> this kid's a little shit. <laughs> Linda is uh, is humming along to the little song and trying to keep an eye on the kid and make sure that nothing happens to them because her bees aren't here, so she has to shepherd this child instead. <laughs> it's like when you get a, a herding dog and they, they nip at kids because there aren't, there aren't sheep around. That's Linda right now. <laughs> and the kid is just like, they're, they're riding on Zen's shoulders and they just have their, their hand straight out in front of them pointing in the right direction. And occasionally they like, change direction very slightly it seems like this kid does know where they are going which is good because there doesn't seem to be any discernible path these trees are very old they are mostly without leaves because it's still early in the spring but we can start to see some buds coming in on some of the smaller younger trees the ground is still covered in dead leaves that had fallen off the previous fall, and everything crackles as we walk, and we can hear bird song, and I guess not. I guess birds are just people here. So <laughs> just the guy being somebody once told me. <laughs> so I'm gonna say instead we hear like cicadas and uh, crickets, insects chirping. And it's it's like birdsong, in a sense. It's the music of the forest that seems to sort of be in line, in rhythm, with Rill's little music god. We're not sure if the god is responding to the nature, the natural melody, or if it's the other way around. But either way, I think it's really something unique and profound to witness yeah i think you should get a token for that take a moment to bask in the grandeur of the world and describe it to the table oh nice all right i got a token yeah, yeah. i really like that too yeah so i think as we're walking along we start to hear the trickling of a creek and uh before we know it fen has led us to sort of follow alongside the creek there's a little more greenery here. There's some moss slowly growing on some of the tree trunks, some of the trees nearby. And it's a nice contrast to all the, the gray and the, the crispiness of, of the leaves that we've been walking through. And as we're following the trickling of this creek, suddenly it widens. It's a bigger waterway now, and we begin to hear the roaring of a waterfall in the distance. Do we just want to follow it straight there? Do we have stuff we want to do in the meantime? Fen points out uh, a mossy rock and says, I slept there last night. Oh, what about your parents? They're at the festival. Why did your parents let you sleep on a rock? 
I'm a big kid. Are you? You seem pretty tiny to me. Maybe you're just big. Bigger. No. I'm a big kid. Uh. Eh. Uh. Do you, are you sure your parents exist? Yes, my parents exist. Do your parents exist? Yeah, they exist. They're just not here because I'm an adult and I can go where I want. I'm just going to step in between the two of you and say, okay, we don't need to fight. Uh, but I do have a very important question for you, Fen. Do your mom and dad not know where you are? They're at the festival. That doesn't okay. answer the question. D do they know... Hmm, I'm trying to think of how Linda's going to get this kid to tell the truth. I think she's going to hold her crook at him, not like threatening him with it, but just like she's trying to lend herself the biggest air of gravitas that she possibly can by sort of uh, gesturing forward with it and saying, Now listen, my friend over here, one of the little gods they have with them, can tell if you're lying or not, because if you tell <laughs> a lie, your nose will turn blue. So... You need to tell me the truth, okay? It's really important, because otherwise I'm going to know. And grabs their nose. Like, they're trying to protect it from from Rail's little god. <laughs> Rail's imaginary so little listen. god. <laughs> no, I don't want my nose to turn blue. Okay, well, just tell the truth and your nose won't turn blue then. So listen. Do your parents know where you are? No. Okay, and... Are they at the festival? No, they didn't want me to go to the festival. Okay, so, um, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll make a deal, you and me, okay? If you help us find the bumble, then we'll stay at the festival for a little bit. But after that, we have to take you home, okay? But you can still go to the party first, but just for a little bit. Mom says I'm not old enough. Well, sometimes we have to listen to our moms, even when we don't want to. Until Worthy grown up. But I made it here all by myself. I didn't need help. I'm a big kid. Okay, well, your parents are probably really worried about you, so... Have you thought about that? They don't know where you are, or where... What's going to happen to you? This seems to dawn on the kid, who clearly has not thought about that. They have not thought for a second how worried their mother and father probably are about them. How would you feel if your parents went missing and you didn't know where they went? And they start to look really guilty. Yeah, I guess so. Well, why don't we get this done and we did promise you honey and then we'll make sure you get back to your parents and then no harm, no foul. Okay. It's that way. And they point towards the waterfall. Real just looks at the others and shrugs and starts heading towards the waterfall. Linda looks very satisfied and uh, and goes and follows them. She's she's glad that uh, that her child trick worked. <laughs> <laughs> Linda just lies to kids. <laughs> Linda just lies to kids. Real looks just kind of pensive after that conversation. As we're following this waterway, we uh, we get closer and closer to the waterfall until we find ourselves in a clearing, and we see uh, both a, a waterfall trickling down a cliff, but next to it is the oldest, biggest tree that any of us have ever seen uh, in all of our various adventures, except, no, I take that back. Sorry, I forgot about Wild Sea. Those trees are big. <laughs> um, Wild Sea is an outlier and should not be counted. <laughs> it's uh it's dead branches reach to the sky and you can only imagine how big it must have been when it was fully alive and in its glory but now you can see golden drops of honey leaking out the top and uh, at the bottom there seems to be a dark crevice um from the trunk and within you can hear what sounds like a deep resonant buzzing almost like a snore and Fen lowers their voice and says, The big bee lives in there. As if that were not obviously obvious already. How are we going to carry the honey pack? I don't know. Well, shit. Well, maybe we should chase the really big bee out 
first. Well, well, well it, it sounds like it's sleeping. Maybe we could just sneak around it. I wish we had like a big saw and we could just take a big slice of this tree. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know about that. This tree is, is big and old. I, I wouldn't want to cut into it like that, you know? Yeah. Linda is going to take off her cloak and say, well... Maybe if we scoop out a lot of the comb, we can we can put it in here and I can tie it around my crook like a bundle and, and we can just, just take it back. Okay. We, we just need to figure out how to get a big piece of comb out without upsetting Big Berta. I mean, I can try to sneak in and see if I can get a big chunk of it out. Do we do we have anything? Like, uh, do we even have like a like a hunting knife or... Uh, like a, I don't know, a really big spoon or anything? I have nothing like that. I have a walking stick. Maybe because we're at a waterfall, maybe there's like a really sharp piece of rock or something we can use like a like a knife, like a honey knife. I have a proposal. Okay. Uh, this place is metaphorically a tower, but maybe it is also kind of literally. Maybe this tree is old and has been here a long time. And people may have lived in it before. Ooh. And there might be remnants of whoever made a home here left behind. And there might be pottery and jars and dishware. Ooh, that's a really good idea. I think as we start to sort of get closer and plan that we notice a bunch of pottery shards and discarded old housewares and it's, it's enough that we can use a really sharp shard to cut the honey out. And there's enough jars that uh, we should be able to fill some of them with comb and take it back in a big bundle. Between the four of us, we should be able to take back quite a bit. Shall we spend a token in order to provide a solution for an aspect of a material or immediate problem? Yeah, I'll spend that token. Nice. But I'd like to create a new problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that, like... We see these shards of pottery and, like, glassware and stuff, but it's just the shards. And if we look up, we can see that, like, up in the branches, that's where some planks and boards and, like, cloth are assembled. Whoever lived here before, they lived up in the tree. And that's probably where the pots and jars are. Ooh, so we have to figure out how to get up there. I'm going to say that at the base of this big branch that we see up there, there's a big hole that leads back into the tree proper. So we might be able to get in there from inside. Yeah, I guess we should just go in. We just have to get past Berta. Yeah. Do you all want me to sneak in first? I tend to be the more sneaky one. I'm trying to think if any of us have advantages here that would make sense if I had one of the bees, I would be like, oh, she could use she could like use a big bee to kind of get up there, but she doesn't have any of her bees with her. Fen says, I'm not going in there. Bird is scary. Yeah, you should stay out here. Here, why don't you watch this? And Rill takes off their little backpack shrine and sets it down. Watch this. Make sure that they're safe until I get back. I'm trusting you with this big responsibility because you're a big kid. I will guard them with my life. Cool. I will die for right. these. Okay, well... I'll die. No, I mean... <laughs> well, hopefully it doesn't come to that, but I appreciate your gumption, I guess. Maybe you're not so mean. Oh. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> and then Rill would take a deep breath and be like, Alright, I guess I'm gonna go in. And they sort of sneak into the hole. Alright, what's inside this this tree, this honey tree? Honey? I don't know. <laughs> um, what is inside the honey tree? What are our aesthetics that we came up with for the tower? Oh yeah, the narrow, barely stable entrance. So we have that to deal with first. Oh yeah. And then it, not enough space for all the clutter. Yeah, so I guess Rill is feeling pretty claustrophobic. Like, maybe the stairwells and steps are very creaky, or there's even, like, holes. Oh, so are we saying there's, like, a stairwell carved into the inside of the tree? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I love that. Oh, cool. <laughs> so you're, you're inside the tree. Let's 
Let's say you get to tell us what's in there. Okay. So I think it's almost like an apartment complex, but just inside the tree. And I guess Big Berta is like in the basement, so to, so to speak. So Rill is just trying very hard not to make any noise because they don't know if bees have good hearing. Do bees have good hearing? Maybe they should have asked before they uh, decided to sneak up into this tree. And I imagine that as they're walking up the stairs and just very narrowly avoiding like falling through a hole or getting their like legs stuck in a hole as they ascend up the levels there's actually windows carved into the side of the tree so you can look out and you can see the wilderness just like expanding almost endlessly you can see the sun in the distance that's probably about like high up you know in in the afternoon um you can see some of the dragonflies that are like flying around and flitting around with the ribbons tied on them each level real kind of like pokes their head in to see if there's any like stable pottery ware and i imagine whoever used to live here they left in a hurry so there's lots of stuff left behind that's very old and just on the floor or broken that overflowing clutter but as they keep going eventually they do find some stable pottery ware maybe like a big vase or a jar and they're just kind of like okay well god this stuff is really big i don't really know i guess i just have to carry it down one at a time (laughs) so they would take as big a jar as they could carry and and just bring it downstairs Almost probably almost tripping over their feet as they bring it down. Or maybe, I don't know, should they trip over their feet? (laughs) Should they fall through a hole? (laughs) Would I get a token? No, I don't think I would. Because that's like, not like rewarding myself for failing, I guess. But it's like, yeah. I think it'd be funny if they did. If they just like, (laughs) were walking down the stairs. And just like, there was a flimsy spot on the stairs and they just stepped right through it and just like fell (laughs) face first right in front of big berta yeah (laughs) and they just land in a bunch of honey and the (laughs) the jar that they had just like bonks them on the head and it's like ow fucking god (laughs) and just in front of them is big berta who is just sleeping very peacefully and rails just like oh fuck me uh and they're just looking back and forth like around the room to try to figure out what to do and that's where we'll pick up next time here on the eternity archives the eternity archives is hosted produced and edited by dorka bappy and ziva Find us on Twitter at, at @thearchivespod or online at theeternityarchives.com. Our intro music is Paint the Sky by Hans Adam, and sound effects are obtained from zapsflat.com. Check out our show notes for more information and some helpful resources. Consider supporting us by telling your friends about us, or leave us a tip at our Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash theeternityarchives. Subscribe to our Kofi for all sorts of exclusive bonuses, behind-the-scenes content, and other fun surprises. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Proud member of the Rainbow Roll Network. Rainbow Roll. Our stories, our voices.